0: Welcome to What Catholics Believe. I'm going to depart from the usual pattern of the show uh, tonight and just read an article from uh, a website it for Italy, okay? Chiesa means church. So, uh, this is from the... Espresso online, I guess it's a domain. I'm not sure the terminology But the website Chiesa for the church is carrying an article by a very talented writer Italian writer named Sandro Magister And Sandro Magister writes uh, for this website Perhaps he's one of the the principals, if not the principal, of the website, for all I know. But he writes an article here, which is uh, actually dated... um, Let's see, when is it dated? Uh, I know it came out just recently here. Oh, uh, May 24th, 2016. And it's entitled in English, Yes, No, I Don't Know, You Figure It Out, Period. The Fluid Magisterium of Pope Francis... I think this is pretty insightful, and especially uh, significant in light of who is being quoted here as behind these comments. And here's the article here. Well, this actually, this is the lead-in to the article. This is above the byline Sandra Magister. He never says all that he has in mind. He just leaves it to guesswork. He allows everything to be brought up again for discussion. Thus, everything becomes a matter of opinion in a church where everyone does what he wants. Beneath that, on the website, we have the name by Sandro Magister, and we have a picture of Francis, evidently in some Protestant church. Francis is at the the lectern with a microphone. Now, the... uh, This is uh, in Rome, May 13th, 2016. And this this is the the actually uh, <clears throat> date of the original article, evidently May 13th, 2016, written in Rome by Sandro Magister, I just want to be clear. You can go on the www. www.chiesa.espressonline.it it website and you'll find this article. I would just like to read it for those of you who are not going to do that, though, because I think you'll find the article interesting. How the Magisterium of Pope Francis' works was explained a few days ago by one of his pupils, Archbishop Bruno Forte. He recounted that during the Synod on the Family, for which he was Special Secretary, the Pope said to him, quote, If we talk explicitly about communion for the divorced and remarried, you have no idea what a mess these guys will make for us. So let's not talk about it directly. You get the premises in place and then I will draw the conclusions. End of quote. And so, thanks to this wise advice, Forte continued, matters came to Fruition. I go that when he's italicized, when he's actually put quotation marks around the words here, and the papal exhortation Amoris Laetitia arrived, in which the reformers have found what they wanted. Fortes is not a confidence snatched by betrayal. He said it from the stage of the theater in the city of Vasto, of which he is archbishop. In front of a packed crowd. Typical of a Jesuit, he commented afterward with a smile. Because that's just what Francis is. I'm sorry, because that's just what Francis does. He is a Jesuit, but the article says that's what Francis does. He never says everything that he has in mind, he just leaves it to guesswork. And he lets the interpretations run even the most disparate, over what he says and writes. That this approach should be used in private conversations is understandable, but Jorge Mario Bergoglio exercises it systematically in public in his official acts of magisterium, even when everyone is expecting him to add it all up and give a clear and definitive response. With respect to the magisterium of previous popes, carved in stone, polished word for word, unmistakable, that of Francis is an epochal transformation. Amorius Laetitia is glaring proof of this. In reading it, the German cardinal and theologian, Walter Kasper, who for decades has been the most combative proponent of communion for the divorced and remarried, had no doubts. Reformers like him, he said, I'm sorry, reformers like him, he declared exultantly, now have, quote, the wind at our backs to resolve such situations in a humane way, end of quote. But another cardinal theologian and fellow countryman, Gerhard Müller, has read the contrary in it. He has said that there is nothing in Amoris Letitia that clearly overturns the magisterium of the perennial church, which forbids that communion. And Muller is not just anyone. He is the prefect of the congregation of the doctrine of the faith, the supreme court in the supervision of doctrine. But anyone who believes that at this point Francis should clearly say where he stands is sure to be disappointed. Because meanwhile the Pope has promoted a third Cardinal, the Austrian Christoph Schonborn, as his most trusted interpreter of the post synodal Exhortation, a role that Schonborn is playing to perfection with explanations also in the style of Bergoglio, all to be interpreted anew on the ambiguous border between doctrine presented as unchanged and pastoral applications that must be new and changing. No to barred gates, no to revolutions. But the third way, conceived by Francis, is anything but unyielding, just the opposite. By bringing back into discussion what appeared definitive before him, he has opened a process that gives equal citizenship to the most irreconcilable opinions, and therefore also to the most fiery reformers. The unparalleled example of this inventiveness at Bergoglio's may have come last Friday when he went to visit the Lutheran Church in Rome. That's the photo of Francis in the Lutheran Church speaking there. A Protestant married to a Catholic asked him if she too could receive communion together with her husband. And he replied to her with such a roundabout yes, no, and I don't know as to give no understanding in the end what conclusion to draw, if not this Quote, It is a problem to which everyone must respond. End of quote. It was to no use that Cardinal Miller, in the subsequent days, exerted himself to reiterate that the doctrine of the Church on this point had not changed, because what was certain was that the Pope had made it a matter of opinion. He, in the first place, with his statements, denials, and contradictions... They have their work cut out for them, the bishops and cardinals of Africa, or of Eastern Europe, or of the school of Watilla and Ratzinger. Cardinal Kasper has understood very well how things stand. Quote, There is freedom for all. In Germany, that can be permitted, which in Africa is prohibited. End of quote. With Pope Bergoglio... A new model of church is advancing, fluid, multicultural. Now this gentleman, Sandro Magister, repeatedly refers to Francis as the Pope. He calls him Pope Bergoglio. He refers to him simply as Jorge Mario Bergoglio. He calls him Pope Francis, all in the same article. Where does he stand? On the papacy of Francis, Jorge, Mario, Bergoglio? He seems to still say, yes, he is the Pope. But nonetheless, even those who would tend to think that he is the Pope recognize that he's creating a new church. He's creating a new church In the image and likeness of Francis. And that should be very troubling and raise all kinds of serious questions to a man like Sandro Magister and those who read him. Can a a Catholic Pope, the vicar of Christ, can he do these things? Can he do these things with the authority of Christ, Jesus Christ himself? Can Francis or anyone reinvent the church? The very idea of the indefectibility of the church would absolutely forbid the very notion of that. But if Francis is creating a church in his own image and likeness, which is not the image and likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is not the church that we have all received just a few generations ago as the true Catholic church. What is this church that he's creating now? Is this the fulfillment of the Masonic call for a revolutionary one world church, which will serve their purposes and, of course, the purposes of the revolution, the satanic revolution? Well, I would say yes, it certainly looks that way, doesn't it? So, anyway, I just thought this was an interesting article, well put. And uh, I'll be looking for future writings by uh, Sandro Magister uh, to uh, maybe elucidate a bit more of his own thoughts on the subject. But one thing is clear, he recognizes, that Francis is behind an epochal transfiguration, transformation, and uh, he's actually creating a new church, which is the personification of himself, the institutionalization, institutionalization of himself, which is basically a church in his own image and his own likeness. So, God bless you all.